because uh, we're talking about um, you know, things that are better in wisdom literature uh, specifically. And we're going to be all over today, but I think this is a cool one. Today, we get to talk about humility. Uh, and this has been, it's been hard. Because <laughs> it's like, uh, this, is, this is just a hard, this is a hard thing. Um, and so I thought a lot about like jokes. Like, I've got it now. Or like, I have a lot to teach you about, I don't know, there's just, uh, it's a hard subject to talk about. It's a hard one uh, to experience, uh, but uh, the Bible tells us that it's better. And specifically today, we're talking about how it's better than pride, and specifically how it's better than a pride that promotes itself. Maybe you know somebody like that, or you've had a tendency to be like that in your life a little bit, where you self-promote a little bit. It's easy to tell when people self-promote a little bit. It's a little cringy, uh, and uh, the Bible tells us there's a better way, and that better way is the way of humility. So that is what we are talking all about today, is just humility. We're going to uh, kind of just overview it in the Bible a little bit, uh, and then uh, we're going to just kind of pull out a few, I think, really helpful things um, for uh, just pursuing humility uh, in the Bible, because I really don't believe there are any, like, six quick steps to achieving humility. Uh, I think our hearts are a little more complicated than that. And, uh, and so, but this is, uh, it's a great subject. I'm excited to dive into it today. So let's pray. And we're just gonna ask the Lord to bless our time. And then we're gonna study humility this morning. So let's pray. Uh, Lord, we are, we're so thankful for you. Uh, we're so thankful that you came uh, and that when you, you came, you came in humility. And Lord, I'm reminded this morning, uh, just looking over many of these verses and, and things that, um, Lord, th we're just in desperate need of you. Uh, this morning, we're in desperate need of you, uh, maybe in different ways. Uh, but we gather here today, Lord, because we are 100% dependent on you. And Lord, I pray today that um, you would just uh, take these verses um, and that you would teach our hearts. And I thank you that you do teach us. And, and this morning, I just pray that you would apply these things to us and that, Lord, you would just make our lives a little better uh, because we're following you. And I just pray that you would uh, just show us clearly how to do that this morning, Lord. We just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I won't, uh, I won't, beat around it anymore. Here's our passage. It's in Proverbs chapter 25. This is verses 6 and 7. We're going to read it in three different translations because I think the ESV, that's the one I like to use, but it, it's a mouthful. Uh, it says this, do not put yourself forward in the king's presence or stand in the place of the great, for it's better to be told, come up here, than to be put lower in the presence of a noble. Uh, here it is in the NIV. Do not exalt yourself in the king's presence and do not claim a place among his great men. It is better for him to say to you, come up here, than for him to humiliate you before his nobles. Here's another translation called the NLT. It says this, don't demand an audience with the king or push for a place among the great. It's better to wait for an invitation to the head of the table than to be sent away in public disgrace. Uh, humility is better than promoting yourself. 
Humility is better than rushing to the, the top of the table, uh, to the, the person in command. It's better than selling yourself. It's better to be humble, uh, particularly, uh, you know, in the court, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but uh, humility isn't always easy uh, to do. And it reminds me, uh, and I think there's maybe a little confusion about humility. I think there's a lot of uh, kind of fake versions of humility or, or less than biblical versions of uh, humility. And I think those can kind of trip us up sometimes and they prevent us uh, from some of the blessings that come with humility, some of the wisdom that comes with humility in the Bible. I was thinking this week about um, there was a day uh, where I was here and it was a long day and I was studying and uh, it came to the afternoon time and I was like, I need to take a break and get some coffee. And, uh, and so I did and I was just thinking about how much coffee I drink. Anybody else in the room drink a little bit of coffee? Uh, and this time of year, is your intake up a little bit? Uh, I feel like I'm going through a couple cups of coffee a day, uh, more sometimes. And, uh, and I was just remembering a time when I was little, when I was like eight or nine, and uh, my mom and dad had like those Folgers, like 10 cups, do you know what I'm talking about? And they used to have those commercials all the time when I was growing up, like, the best part of waking up Soldiers in your cup. Yeah, there it is. Uh, and so, uh, anyway, so it looked good uh, on TV. It smelled kind of good, but I was like eight or nine, so I didn't have a taste for coffee. And one day, I got brave, and my dad was making himself a big cup of black coffee uh, from the Folgers cup. And, uh, and I was like, Dad, let me try some, right? And I did, and I didn't, I didn't just think it was bad. Uh, I thought it was cruel. I thought, how in the world can anybody be drinking this? There's way better things to drink. And, uh, but you know what happens? Uh, you get older, and you get into college, and people are like, hey, try this, right? And, and you drink your first Frappuccino, right? Or your first mocha. And you're like, yeah, that's, that's not the same. That's, that's pretty good, right? And then that leads to more things, right? Americanos. And, uh, and you know, I, I feel like I've done like the whole cycle of coffee uh, love. And, uh, you know, it started off with like that kind of thing. And then I got into college and then I was really picky about like which coffee I drank and where the beans were from and, you know, tell me the story of the coffee. And, and I, I did that for a while. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, and then you, you go farther through the cycle and uh, you have kids. And then, you know, all of a sudden, I don't care where the beans are from. I would like coffee today. Uh, and so, you know, right now, sometimes it looks like coffee, like early in the morning, like a big chalice of coffee. Sometimes it's black. Sometimes there's fun flavors I put in it at home. And then I have like a K-cup machine actually in my office. <laughs> and so, um, you know, uh, and then sometimes there's still the, so it just depends, you know, but I've, I've learned a love for coffee and, uh, and I like it too much. On really good days, there's decaf and chocolate at night. I feel like I'm turning into an elf or something uh, or a hobbit and uh, I like coffee and sweet uh, things and, uh, and cheap cheap is good. However, it's cheap. And so uh, recently I've been curious about Folgers. I'm like, I don't know, like maybe I should, maybe I should try. I don't know. <laughs> but there was that, there was that process of drinking really good coffee. You know what I mean? There was that process of, of, of seeing a really good example of like what it can be and, and really getting into it. And I think sometimes with uh, humility, 
there's just some misunderstandings uh, that come with humility. There's, there's, there's bad versions of humility, like, like poor self-esteem. Uh, you know, I mean, if you've ever, like, uh, like, I do a lot of music, you know, I've done a lot of music in my life, uh, and, you know, there's just, there's like a thing among musicians where you're like, hey, great job, that was a really good job, and, and maybe you've done this before, and, and you hear something like, ah. Oh, I don't know what you thought you heard, but nope, you know, and, and there's like a denial of, of uh, being able to take a compliment, and, and that's not, it's not really, uh, there's not really humility, or, or somebody who's just down on themselves all the time, they're always kind of underselling themselves, and they sort of, you get the sense that they just don't like themselves very much, that's not humility, that's not what it looks like, uh, it's not unobtainable. You know, there's, there's a lot of jokes about, like, the minute you think you've got humility, you've lost it, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, the Bible doesn't really talk about humility that way. It says that the Lord instructs the humble. It says that the humble are blessed. Uh, it, it seems possible to walk in a path uh, of humility and to, and to learn uh, the ways of wisdom and to learn the ways of humility. So, so that's not really a full truth, though there is a truth, I think, to that per- particularly. We're, we're tricky. Our hearts are tricky. This has been like the most convicting sermon in the world to put together. Uh, and, and I think there's just another one that, you know, like if you are humbled by the Lord, it's going to wreck you and you're going to lose your legs and your arms, and you're going to have to move to a third world country, and uh, your life is going to be over as you know it, and you will suffer until you die. And I, I don't think that's very fair. I don't think that's really what uh, humility necessarily looks like anyway. You know, hum- humility in the Bible, it's like it puts a lot of the betters together. It's like it puts a lot of the things that we've talked about together. You know, somebody who's humble, they, they know to trust the Lord because he's strong and they're not. He has strength and they don't. He's wise and they're not. And so they, they turn to the Lord. They have a low heart and a contrite heart before the Lord. And so, so they turn to the Lord. Somebody who uh, is, is walking in humility, they're, they're walking in his word. His word is better. Uh, and so they're applying those things. They, they, they know to avoid pride. They know when they smell pride in themselves to repent of that and to turn of that. They, they know that they need God for every breath that they take and every day that they live, they just constantly have a need for God. Well, there's, there's something wonderful about that in scripture. Uh, It's somebody who walks in wisdom. They know that humility is better than pride. Pride is absolutely treacherous in scripture, particularly in the Proverbs. We'll look at it in a minute. There's somebody who has integrity. I think that's much of our proverb today that there's somebody who doesn't try to sit in the seat of honor, but they serve and they're content where they're, they're at. They're faithful where they're at. They're humble where they're at. And eventually what happens with this type of people in a, in a leadership situation is they move up in time, right? They're dependable. They're trustworthy. They've done small things well. And, and, and so, so, uh, so humility, it's like it takes a lot of these better ideas in Scripture, and it's like, it's like what it looks like to live it out. It's like what, what it looks like if you see it embodied a little bit. It, it, it's humble. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to spot in current events because I don't think it comes natural. I don't think it comes natural to the human heart. I think the Bible shows us that it doesn't come natural. It's hard to spot right now in current events because uh, current events are just full of, of people who are fraudulent, uh, people who are facing consequences for being above the law or thinking that they were above the law, people who have said 
awful things and done awful things and they've obtained these high and lofty positions but then you find out later that they've abused people all the way up to the top and and there's almost like everybody loves to watch them fall you know and, and our, it's just full where, where it's just all you have to do is watch the news for a little bit uh, and and it's it's hard to find humility it's, it's not something that our, our culture really celebrates it's it's not something that i think people really look for um but but instead it's it's lowness and particularly in relation uh, to God, uh, humility, it's like it knows its, its place before God. And it, it, it's like it's somebody who, um, who just constantly needs the Lord and, and has a heart that is being changed by the Lord. It, it can mean uh, all kinds of things. It can be mean low, like to be made low. It can, be mean, it can mean to be afflicted or poor. It can, be, it can mean to be common uh, and all kinds of things. Uh, you know, we see in Scripture that, uh, that while humility is celebrated, we also see that God is able to humble the proud. Uh, that's sort of a theme, uh, and, and particularly, uh, you just see stories about that in the Old Testament. One of my favorites I came across was uh, King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel, uh, and, you know, he's looking out over Babylon, and he's like, ah, oh, look at this great place I have built with my might and my power, and uh, he has this scary dream, and, and basically God turns him into having the mind of an animal, and he's like, you know, munching on grass and acting like an animal, and uh, it's really interesting because, uh, you know, the Lord humbles them and, and he comes to a, a place where he realizes that God's kingdom is greater than his kingdom. God's power is greater than his power. God's might is, is greater than his might. And, and so he says this, he says, now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the king of heaven because everything he does is right and all his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. And the Bible's just full of stories of how God can humble pride. And so, uh, and so those who can kind of uh, humble themselves and accept the, the humility that God walks uh, us forward in are, are blessed in Scripture. Uh, the Bible, it elevates humility. It, it celebrates humility. It says all kinds of nice things about humility, like the people who are humble, they're blessed, they're exalted, that God dwells with them, he comforts them, he rewards them, he honors them. Uh, we see examples of godly people all throughout the Bible too. Uh, you know, it's not always easy to see it in current events, uh, but it's uh, it's easy to find it in the Bible. There's people like Hezekiah when the Assyrians are knocking on his door. He, he goes in and he prays and he has a prayer of humility where he just says, Lord, if, if you don't help us, we're sunk. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. There's, there's Hannah who's, who's barren and she can't conceive and she's heartbroken over it. And, and, and she cries out and the Lord hears her. It's, it's the story of the Israelites in Egypt and their, their hardness, it, their, their, their sorrow. It rises to the Lord and, and he hears it. And so uh, it's just full of, of the story that, um, that the Lord is with those and he comforts those and he gives those strength who are weak and low and humble and, and in, in a common place. And so the Bible, it elevates humility. See, if, if we don't, if we're not curious about humility, if we're not interested in humility, if that's not something we want to pursue, it, it's probably because we don't have a biblical perception of what humility really is. Uh, we define it like the world does, or like, like ancient Greeks, they thought it was just weakness. They thought it was just pathetic, you know? And, and that's not at all uh, what God's word says about humility. Uh, so there's great examples of humility 
uh, in the Bible. Uh, in James, there's a verse in James that sums it up well, that just, um, that says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. And, and so I just want to go through, through really just, Today, I just kind of want to study humility a little bit. I don't want to so much give steps because I think that's really hard to do. Uh, but I want to just study it a little bit and just kind of let's look at it in the Bible. Let's see what it says and let's look at some different things. And let's kind of use Proverbs 25, 6 and 7 as our anchor. One of the things we see about humility is that there is wisdom of humility. There is the wisdom of humility. And, you know, there's different types of wisdom in the world. Uh, you know, and one of the, the things about humility is that it's not this lofty, well, it is like a spiritual concept, but there is a practical wisdom to humility. I worked on a farm for a while before I was dating Anna. Uh, I was really close with her parents, and uh, her parents are hazelnut farmers. And I would go out there sometimes, and I would just work with her parents. Sometimes I would just help out with projects. Sometimes uh, they would pay me to do things around the farm. And one of the things I learned uh, kind of working on the farm is you have to have some wisdom. You've got to have some, like, real down-to-earth wisdom. Like, okay, a few things I learned was, uh, like, my father-in-law, Don, he's a super smart guy. And I learned that when you move stuff, you only want to move it once, right? Like, like one of the things you do is you just, you're constantly moving like wood and pipes and equipment and chemicals, just all kinds of different things. And, and you don't want to move stuff and, you know, get out your machine or whatever and then have to move it all back and, and then have to go back later and move it again. Like, you just want to get it to where it's going, right? There's just something practical about that. It's going to save your back. It's going to save your time. It's going to, you're going to be able to kind of keep going. Uh, I learned about safety gear and I learned that it was really important. Uh, one of the things I did a lot was, uh, like, trees grow blight on them. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like these little you know, shoots that grow, and, but they can completely take over and kill the trees. And so I would go out there with industrial grade, like weed eaters, essentially, that had like the, the blades on them, like the plastic, like knife looking things on them. And I just, you know, 85 acres of just trimming off blight. Uh, that was probably the like funnest job I've ever had. Uh, and you know what I learned though, uh, that, you know, I remember Don being like, hey, uh, you should wear like a face shield and it's really hot out here, but you should wear a couple layers of clothes and make sure your skin's all covered up. And I was like, no, it's fine. Like I'm going to be just fine. And I'll tell you what, I got through one row and I looked over and I was just tattered in uh, just little cuts and I didn't think much of it. And that night I, it was like painful in the shower and I just had little stings all over me and I learned, you know, it's a little hot, but just put on your safety gear. Just take some steps to make jobs easy for you. I think with humility, it's a little bit like that, that, that humility actually helps us in our life. Here's the thing about pride is that it's really easy. Uh, this came up in a lot of discussions I had. It's really easy to tell when other people are prideful. It's easy to tell. It's kind of gaggy. One time I was in court, and this guy walked up to the judge. Uh, I was uh, on jury duty. This guy walked up to the judge and was like, hey, hey, this isn't a big deal. Like, you know, and, and it was just like the whole place, like, just needed to vomit. You know, everybody that was watching. Just pride is just like, it's just a hard, just a hard thing to, to see. But we don't see it in ourselves. Proverbs is loaded with verses that talk about pride and wisdom. Here's a few. Uh, it says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble, there is wisdom. Uh, pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. See, it's not like pride will slow you down. It's like pride will destroy you. <laughs> it comes before a fall. Uh, it, it's better to be of a lowly spirit 
uh, with the poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. Before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, uh, but humility comes before honor. And I think that's the thing with humility. There's something really beautiful about uh, humility, and it, it comes out. Uh, here's something in the, uh, the Psalms. This is one of my favorite verses. It just says, he guides the humble in what is right. There's something about having a humble heart before the Lord. Uh, and, and here's that, uh, James 4.10. I had to steal something from the New Testament because it's just so good. Uh, it just says, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will uh, exalt you. Uh, so... Uh, that kind of brings us back full circle to uh, Proverbs 25 a little bit. It's actually a really interesting proverb. Uh, Proverbs 25 is really interesting. Uh, verse 1 says something about Hezekiah's noblemen and how they're copying these things. Hezekiah was one of the few good kings in the Bible. He was really known for, uh, you know, uh, his, his revival and, and just wanting to revive uh, the culture and the worship of God and destroying idols. And a part of Part of that, part of that uh, kind of bringing the people back to the Lord was uh, kind of preserving certain traditions and certain histories. And so uh, one of the things he did was he collected uh, Proverbs. And this is sort of some of the collection of, of Proverbs. And, and his men would, would copy these things and they would compile these things. Uh, some people say that they were kind of responsible for passing these along to other generations of people. And uh, really like verses one through seven in chapter 25 are, are uh, about th- uh, many things, but uh, one of the themes is just how to act when you're before a king. Uh, and, and we're not a lot of times today before a, a king, but, uh, you know, the kingdom in Judah, it was, it was big and there was a lot of layers to it. And, and so you think a, a guy like Solomon and a guy like Hezekiah, they would have seen a lot of guys uh, come into a life of leadership. You know, and they would have seen these guys and how they carry themselves and how they conduct themselves when they're before the presence of a king. I mean, I mean, you just think about how many young people must they have seen. And, and so here's a piece of advice. Don't just jump up to the king. Don't just sit in the presence of his great men. But instead, there's this better way. There's a wiser way. And it's to be humble, to have integrity, to, to be faithful in the projects that you're doing, uh, to trust God, to trust his plan. And, and in time, uh, the, the king's going to probably move you up. And, and, and when you do, there's going to be honor in that, right? That happens sometimes. You, you see that in the world where, um, you know, I, I see it all the time being in ministry where uh, people I know and that I'm friends with and that I love a lot and, and I know their character because I serve with them. And, uh, and it never surprises me uh, when they get a huge promotion at work or they get a raise or something like that because I know what kind of people they are. They're not people that take shortcuts. They're not people that jump into the spotlight. They're humble. They're, they're people who are faithful. They're people who don't play favorites. They, they are, are, they're eager to love. They're, they're eager, eager to be graceful and to, to share the grace of the Lord. They're just those types of people. And what happens is when you're that type of person and you're faithful in the little things, there, there's this wisdom where, where you move up and, and as you do, it comes with honor. But the opposite is true if you just promote yourself, right? You get put in your place and 
you look really silly walking past everybody to the lowest place. There's shame, there's disgrace. And, and there's, there's a wisdom to this, that when we take shortcuts and we promote ourselves and we always try to be in charge and we always try to be in the spotlight, that God has a way of, of humbling us and, and we look really silly when we fall. Again, you know, go back to the news and the many who fall and, and it's like there's just disgrace before the whole world, you know but there's a better way. And so there, there's a wisdom uh, to humility. And the, the point is clear, trying to promote yourself will just bring humiliation, uh, but, um, but it would be an honor to be promoted uh, by the king. Uh, and so there's lots of examples of, of both. This is something that I think is pretty close to the human heart. Um, Secondly, I think something we can observe about humility in the Bible is the heart of humility. How do you pursue humility, especially before the Lord? Uh, and I really believe it takes a different heart. It takes a new heart. It takes a changed heart. It takes a heart that doesn't desire the things of the world anymore and honor in the world anymore and fame in the world anymore. But instead, it's a heart that beats for the Lord. It's a heart that knows who the Lord is. It's a heart that has experienced the Lord and the grace of the Lord, the love of the Lord, the forgiveness of the Lord. And, and those types of hearts uh, want the things that the Lord uh, wants for them. And so there's a heart of humility. Now this proverb might sound a little familiar today because uh, it, Jesus uh, talks about uh, this proverb. or He says something really, really close to it. Uh, and it's in Luke uh, 14. Uh, and, and kind of the, the story is that Jesus has been invited to the house of the Pharisee. You might know the story. They've kind of put somebody with dropsy right in front of them. They're really curious to see if he's going to, uh, they're going to heal, uh, if he's going to heal this person. And they're really watching him and eyeing him. And, and uh, you might remember the story that, uh, you know, he, he kind of rebukes them and says, you know, hey, if your son or your ox fell into a ditch, you, you, would, you wouldn't even hesitate, you know? You would help the person that needs helped. Uh, you know, they, they, they cared way more about what they looked like and, and, um, and convenience and, uh, and what was good and promotion uh, for them than they did really one another and really having a heart that the Lord was impressed with. And so, so now it kind of comes to where they moved inside, they're gonna sit down and kind of in this day, there was like tables uh, when you'd have like a feast or a big thing, and, uh, the tables would sort of be in a U shape and like the important people would sit at the head and kind of the least important, the less important you were, you'd kind of move down uh, to the end. And so Jesus is sitting here, he's watching these people choose their seats. And it says this, it says, uh, now he told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose their places of honor saying to them, when you are invited by somebody to a wedding feast, uh, don't sit down in a place of honor lest someone more distinguished uh, than you is invited by him. Uh, and he who invited you uh, both will, will come and say to you, hey, give your place to this person. And then you will begin with great shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. And then you'll be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. Does this sound familiar? Uh, and everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. Uh, so, so Jesus is here teaching about humility. And he is, uh, he's looking at these Pharisees and these people who are, are choosing their seats. 
and uh, they, they wanted to be invited to the right houses. They wanted to sit in the right seats when they got there. They wanted to say the right things. They wanted to, to talk to the right people. Sometimes the things that really impress us don't impress God. Sometimes the things that we are really impressed with when we look at people and, wow, look at how important this person is and look at how many important friends they have. Look how much money they have and they just bought a new car again. How do they do this? Well, they must be really smart and really good with money. And, and though there could be truth to some of those things, they're things that impress us, right? We just look at the outsiders, just the human way. But these things do, you know, it's funny. These guys are doing this and Jesus is just sitting there, the king of kings, and he's just watching them. And he's just not at all impressed. The world is full of tables. We're about ready to sit at a lot of tables probably over the next few weeks, I bet. Right? Uh, there are, are many celebrations. There are many family get-togethers. There are, there are many places in our lives where we're going to be with other people and in groups. And, you know, we don't do probably unless your house is really old-fashioned where, you know, the distinguished people sit at the top of the table. You know, probably not. But we do have a way of finding our place in a group of people. Uh, and, and kind of, I think, the way of the Pharisee, I think the way of pride, I think the way of the outside and the flesh is to look at things like, uh, like, look at things like people that we're comfortable with, uh, people that we relate to easily, uh, people that we can get something with. In fact, after this happens, uh, Jesus kind of goes on talking about, and when you throw a feast or a party, don't just invite people that will invite you back and give you things and that you'll get things from. Go invite poor, go invite people, go bless people when you do these things. See, we think about people sometimes as you scratch my back and I'll scratch your back. You know, you invite, I'm going to invite you and then you invite me and then, you know, we're going we're gonna to really help each other out. But, but Jesus is way more about blessing people and, and using our time and using our resources, using our opportunities to be a blessing and to practice grace with one another uh, and, and to be a blessing. And so, so we kind of have a choice, I think, how we view a lot of our tables that we sit around over the next few weeks in particular. And I think it's good advice to pursue humility. And instead of looking for people that we have things in common with or that we're comfortable with or that we're attracted to, or people that can help us, or people who are a lot of fun, or people uh, that we can talk about ourselves to, uh, people that we can tell our stories to, people that we can share what's going on in our lives to, and, and, uh, but, uh, but instead to really look at people that, that we can bless, and to look at people. Remember, you know, I, I think where would, you know, Jesus sit? And I think he would either be involved in, in a very heartfelt discussion, or he would just be washing feet. You know, and I think a lot of times, uh, you know, we, we need to really think about, like, when we're, we're in situations, what are we doing there? What is our place there before other people? Uh, there's another table, and there's a better table, and, uh, and, and that is the table seated with Christ in humility. And, and I, I think, uh, you know, as we think about our identity as being people who are in Christ, who have been saved by the grace of Christ, who have been fully paid for, who have a bright future, who don't have to worry about anything again and again, we're told not to worry in scripture, we're freed up to sit at the table and just bless other people. We're freed up to just sit at the table and really love and connect with other people and to really share Jesus with other people.
You know, when we, we sit at the table with uh, believers, uh, we're part of the body of Christ. Uh, we sharpen iron. Uh, we're able to uh, bless and encourage one another and, you know, sing spiritual songs to one another and those types of things. And when we sit with the world, we're a light in the darkness. Uh, we have the, the peace of Christ that dwells in us, the comfort of Christ that we've ex- experienced. And here's the thing. I think especially around this time of year, people are hungry for those types of things. Do you know people right now that just need comfort? Do you know people right now who are just hurting right now? People who are worried about things? I, I worry sometimes that even though we don't have places assigned to us at the table by rank and, you know, how important we are, I think sometimes we do hear things about people, you know, like it would sort of be like if you sat down and you're talking with somebody and they confide in you that they're in marriage counseling, right? And you're like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'll be praying for you, and uh, I, I, I hurt for you. Can you switch me spots for a minute, you know, and talk to somebody else, and uh, Dvoris, what? Really? I thought you guys were doing just, I'm so sorry to hear, can, just hold on real quick. Let me just switch places with you again, and uh, you're having financial problems? Really? Like, uh, lose your job? I'm, I, I hate that. I, I'm so sorry to, can you just, just, you know, I think sometimes the way we see ourselves and we compare ourselves with other people and the things that we're proud of in our lives, I don't necessarily think that the Lord is as impressed as, as we can be. Uh, and, and, and so when we sit with other people, uh, I think it's good to remember who we are. This is a great verse I found in 2 Timothy. Uh, it says this, uh, and Paul is talking to Timothy particularly about suffering for the gospel, being a minister. Here's what he says. He has saved us and he's called us to a holy life, not because of anything we've done, but because of his own purpose and grace. And this grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. You know, there is just a heart of humility, and I think a lot of it is understanding who God is and understanding uh, what Jesus has done for us and understanding who we are in him. And there's not going to be one table that you sit at over the next few weeks that you are not absolutely supposed to be at. And so in those times, I think those are, are good words from, from Paul that it's that we've been placed and we've been placed around other people to be a blessing and to be a source of comfort and peace in their lives. And I think we have huge opportunities, all of us in this room, over the next coming weeks to demonstrate and to practice a heart of humility before other people. Well, one last thing to look at today is the example of humility. And I don't know how you could go through any talk about humility without going to Philippians 2, because uh, Jesus doesn't just tell us to be humble. The Proverbs aren't just full of Proverbs saying, don't be prideful, be humble. It's way better for you to be humble. Uh, but Jesus really comes and he models it. He, he shows us he's the ultimate example. And I wanted just to take a minute and just kind of read these verses and just kind of draw out a few things from them that I think are very helpful. Uh, so this is Philippians uh, chapter 2, uh, and this is, I'm going to start in verse 1. Uh, it says, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from his love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being in the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but In humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, 
but also the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself. By taking on the form of a, of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient, even to the point of death, even on a cross. Therefore, God uh, has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Mm. This is such uh, a, a great passage of scripture, uh, and I wish we had lots of time. Man, there are so many great verses I wish we could talk about. I ran out of room on your notes, which I think is ridiculous, because there's just a lot of notes on there. Uh, But let's just pull a few things out. Uh, You know, number one is that we are people who have the experience of Christ. Uh, He has changed our life. He has done something for us. Uh, So there there is encouragement of Christ. There is comfort. There is participation in the Spirit. There is participation in the Spirit. Why can we be humble before other people? Because there's participation in the Spirit. And He's working with us and He's changing us. Uh, he, He changes a heart of stone and He makes it a heart of flesh. There is encouragement in Christ. There is comfort in His love. And we've experienced his affection. We've experienced him swooping down for us. Uh, this is First Peter. It says uh, this, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. You know, there's just something that, that we are freed up to, to really think about other people and to really serve people because we don't have to worry about ourselves. We can cast our anxieties on him. It's, it's hard to care about other people when you're worried about yourself. It's hard to serve other people when you don't feel like you've gotten what you deserve. And this life is full of that rat race, of trying to get what you deserve and, 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 and kind of holding up a, a big mirror. But the truth is, uh, we have a, a king who cares for us and dwells in us, and teaches us, and we are freed uh, to cast all of our anxiety on him because he cares for us. Here's the second thing, um, to have the the right mindset. Uh, Paul says, you know, complete my joy by being of the same mind and having the same love, being in full accord of one mind. Uh, Here's a cool verse in Colossians. It says, uh, put on then as God's chosen one, this might be familiar, uh, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, like gentleness and patience. You know, what does humility look like? These things. Uh, What's it like to be humble before other people? Well, it's wonderful. (laughs) And if you know humble people, you want them around because they're a huge blessing. Uh, There's just blessing that comes uh, with humility. Uh, The third thing is just to have the right perspective. Uh, At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. We don't live for this world. Uh, We don't live to find our lives now and to find our meaning now, but but we're living for a brighter day ahead. 
Uh, we're gonna spend eternity with Jesus. And one day the whole world will bow. It won't be a choice. They won't be able to, to not bow. Um, you know, and, uh, and, and we live for that king now. That king humbly walks with us and comforts us and teaches us and, and is faithful to us. He blesses us. He gives us more than we could ever ask for. And, uh, and, and we are the people who experience and receive those blessings. Uh, and, and so we should be humble. And, and, and I think there's just something wonderful about the example. And it, it just comes by keeping our eyes on Christ who came into the world humbly. We sang about that this morning. We celebrate that this time of the year, that Jesus came humbly. And praise God that he's come humbly for us. Uh, that Jesus lived humbly. He, he did heal people. He did practice compassion. He did wash feet. And he says we should go and do the same. He did die a, a humble death. And so, uh, so we keep our eyes on Jesus. And so just in closing, as we think about the holidays, we think about having opportunities to practice humility, to grow in humility, uh, for God to work in our hearts. Uh, here's just a few ideas. Number one is this, be a dweller. Uh, be somebody who just dwells with the Lord. If you never read about humility, you might have a wrong idea about humility. If you never experienced the comfort of Christ, uh, you might not be a very comforting person. There's something about that that you can't give other people what you don't have. Uh, and the truth is that in Christ, we have more than we could ever ask for. And that's our reality that we wake up to every day. But, but we're invited to dwell in that. We're invited to remember that. We're invited to walk together in that. And so to have humble holiday fellowship, be a dweller, uh, dwell with the Lord. Uh, secondly, uh, be a resistor. Uh, man, there's a lot in the world about resistance today. Uh, James 4, there's a very famous passage about humility in there. It's around uh, verse 10 and the surrounding verses. And the idea is this, is that when you draw near to God, he draws near to you. When you resist the devil, uh, he flees from you. And, and there's this thing that pride it, it, and sin and just having a, a, a a degraded mindset, it's like it's, it's always crouching at the door. It's like it's always, it's so easy to be prideful. It's so easy to take each day for granted, each breath for granted. It's so easy to, to look out over our lives like Nebuchadnezzar and say, look at what I've built. Look at what I've done for myself. And, and, and man, that stuff is toxic. Uh, so we need to resist it. Uh, we need to draw near to the Lord instead. Being a good friend, I think, has a lot to do with humility uh, because you're a good friend. Uh, you care about other people. People like you as a friend because you're a good friend. Uh, and I think uh, the best friends are people who are humble. They will bless you. And I think we should strive to be those types of friends. And one last thing to consider is just this, to be a humble servant. And, uh, you know, we're going to be around a lot of tables. We're going to be at a lot of parties. We're going to be doing a lot of things, even right here at Gateway. There's a lot of things going on. And uh, I just think it would be uh, so good, so wise uh, to view our ourselves as humble servants in those places. Think about the type of fellowship uh, you would have in a room if everybody in the room had come and they had prayed and said, Lord, will you help me to be a humble servant here today? Imagine the fellowship and the types of discussions and the types of, of, of healing that would take place in those places. And the truth is, is that the Bible is full of a call to be those type of people, to be people who walk humbly with God. That's what he desires. That's what we're invited into in a relationship with the Lord. So there's a little bit about humility and why it is so much better than a self-promotional pride. Well, we're going to pray and then we're going to worship. Uh, Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. 
uh, Lord, you're so good, and you've poured out uh, so richly um, just grace uh, to us, Lord, and forgiveness. Help us to be people who uh, really demonstrate the type of love that you've shown to us. And Lord, I just pray that you would lay this on our hearts over the holidays, God, that we might be people who walk humbly and faithfully with you. Lord, give us opportunities to bless others. Give us opportunities to be lights, Lord. And Lord, we would just ask you for this, and we thank you for your word, Lord, which just shines so brightly in a dark world. And we just thank you, Lord, um, for how you've loved us. In Jesus' name, amen.